his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Hey, Nate. It's so great to have you here and to break down this big announcement that happened yesterday afternoon. We knew it was coming down, coming down yesterday. So can you take us through what's going on? Yeah, basically, this was you know a report. This basic education commission's required to be come out every every few years. In fact, it's been delayed several years. Um, but was really charged with evaluating the formula for how we fund public schools, which is uh, was created uh, almost a decade ago now. Um, of you know how we fund it based on student en- enrollment, um, and really this commission kind of went well beyond the charge of you know what's the best way to distribute money for students. And really, well, this well, we need billions of more dollars on top of the billions of increases we've had uh, over the last several years. Um, billions of more dollars into and really into school districts because uh, this commission even said uh, the final report said, well, we should also cut funding for for cyber schools and charter schools uh, while giving more to, to school districts. Uh, and was really ended up being a very divided report that uh, the Democrats on the commission voted for for this. Uh, the Republicans offered uh, an alternative report that was. Um, ended up not passing by being being tied. Uh, they had a tie vote on 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 that report, um, and all the Republicans and one Democrat voted against this this final report, which uh, recommends uh, just basically billions of more dollars and basically saying that is the solution is billions of more dollars. Um, but even adding in there, there's a uh, a line uh, noted today that's saying, well, in five years, if you look at this, we probably aren't going to improve student performance. Uh, it's going to take generations to, to do that, so don't expect any results for more money, um, but just recognize that we need need more money, and that means uh, means higher taxes on, on families. And so how much in taxes? I know the Commonwealth Foundation, you're looking into this. You did some of the math when you look at billions of dollars pumped in. So take me through some of the math. What, what does the average family, what are we looking at with a, a tax hike? Yeah, we're looking at this in terms of a tax hike. We put it, you know, in terms of, all right, you know, the state budget is already running deficit, so the only way to fund this is, is through higher taxes. Um, that that is going to come to about eighteen hundred dollars for a family of four uh, in higher higher state taxes. Um, obviously, a very significant hit on 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 your households if that uh, it, it goes through. Now, the good news is this is just a report. Uh, it doesn't result in anything. That's no requirement that it be followed. Um, that's up to the legislature to actually determine uh, how much more money, how much to raise taxes. Uh, that's what they recommend. They don't say that in the report. They just talk about schools needing more money. Um, but it ties to uh, basically an $1,800 per family tax hike. That That's huge. I, can't, I cannot even imagine that that would get passed, especially during these tough economic times. But you also did, you went through and did your due diligence on the research and talk 
you know, you evaluated as far as where does where do Pennsylvania school districts and Pennsylvania where do we rank in the nation as far as revenue per student? Yeah, we are among the top ten uh, states uh, in in spending per student. Uh, about twenty two thousand dollars per student we currently spend. Uh, it's about five thousand more than the national average. Uh, in, in spending per student, uh, so already spending significantly more, uh, more than average, and more than than, than most states in, in the country. And other people don't necessarily realize that they hear the stories about under underfunding, uh, but we actually dramatically increased that and, and remain among the highest spending states in, in the country. Now, you personally, you testified to the commission last fall, and tell me what your testimony, what you said in the testimony. And I, I wonder if you could give us some observations as far as the commission, the questions they may have asked you, and your takeaways. Yeah, I focused on my testimony largely on this actually, the actual formula itself and how we distribute the funding, uh, where it goes. And noting a couple of the problems with it is, is one is, you know, most of the money that the state spends does not actually go through this, this formula. Uh, it actually goes through something that's called hold harmless. Uh, which means that every school district gets what it got in, in the past. And I, I have a, how this creates inequities, uh, the commission didn't, didn't end up addressing this. It's very politically uh, unviable. But really, school districts can lose a lot of students and still get the same um, amount of money from the state. And even an empty building uh, would still get the same amount of money uh, as it has in the, in the past because of this. Uh, and I, I wanted to address that. Like, it's not, it's not about more money. It's about how that money is being distributed, and it's uh, there's certain you know a lot of things in that that are are you know inequitable. Uh, and I point to some other areas that could also flow through this student-based funding formula rather than being sent out to to districts, uh, including the reserve funds. Uh, districts have piled up billions in, in reserves that aren't even going into the classroom right now. Uh, I suggested that hey, maybe the state should recoup some of those reserves uh, and send them out. Uh, into the, again, the student-based funding formula. Uh, and then, of course, I touched on the issue of school choice because, uh, as I mentioned, the court ruling um, that came out of, you know, earlier uh, 2023 uh, basically said, hey, every student deserves the opportunity for a six, you know, quality education. Uh, you can't have that if the only option available to you is the school district you are assigned, which has been, been failing. You can't just say, hey, more money creates that opportunity. Uh, you need to empower parents, uh, and students with educational choice to find the best school that fits their needs. So what I hear you saying is that it's not necessarily student-focused. And and that's that's my question here. Would this money be, if this went through, is is the formula such that it would focus on the children, the actual students, and that it would provide the services like reading specialists, let's say, to the child, is it student-focused, or is it pumping money to maybe the bureaucracy, the teachers, the building, other things, not necessarily to to directly reach into that classroom and reach each child? Yeah. Well, in, in, in terms of this formula, having a base, you know, kind of this formula create, was created a decade ago was to make it more student-focused. That's based on you know, distributing funds based on the students and the student needs and, you know, higher rates for low-income students and English language learners where uh, they need more resources. Um, but what the commission ended up doing was touching a little bit on, on that, but largely focusing on more money for, for buildings, uh, more money for administration, um, just sending out that money. 
uh, even to the point saying that we're not going to redistribute funds based on students. We're going to continue to fund uh, fund buildings. Uh, we want to cut off funding for charter schools, uh, put that back in, into school districts. Clearly, that's based on uh, funding adults, funding priorities uh, of uh, of the lobbyists who want mm-hmm. that funding and not getting it in driving the money into the classroom. There's even no mention of that. There was talk of how much is needed, uh, but as mentioned, there's they're spending twenty two thousand uh, per student in overall. Um, a lot of that is not going into the classroom now, uh, and unfortunately, there was really no discussion in in this final report of how do we ensure that more of that money reaches the classroom, reaches the students who need it. Uh, that wasn't discussed at all. It was mostly about a wish list of new projects, new spending that uh, a lot of the lobbyists who who profit off of this uh, wanted to see. So ultimately. In your testimony, and even after you look at all of this with the commission's findings yesterday, Nate, what's your bottom bottom line? Do you think that this you know, infusion of all these billion dollars, you're saying $1,800 per average Pennsylvania family, would this greatly or even minimally improve education for each and every child and, and student in public education in the Commonwealth? Absolutely not. And even, I mean, it's... it's re- uh, you know, finding that the commission itself, the, those who voted for this, admit themselves, say this isn't likely to increase increase student performance. Uh, this is a, a wish list for uh, those, you know, the establishment uh, and administration and, and those who work in public schools, not for the kids, and it's not um, designed to and, and will not have uh, a kind of impact that, that parents are looking for uh, in, in giving their kids a, a better quality education. Uh, and I think that's why it's the most, most disappointing that, you know, there's opportunity to, to do that here in Pennsylvania and being being a leader uh, in, in educational opportunity and, and quality. Um, but that wasn't what this commission uh, tried to do. I mean, it's all the more reason, I think, that a lot of the private schools, Catholic schools and faith-based schools say, hey, Pennsylvanians, uh, you know, talk to your accountant, redirect your Pennsylvania state tax liability for that tax credit through the different programs we have. But I just saw that, you know, the Teachers Federation, it seems like the teachers unions, Nate, uh, they high, they support everything that was announced yesterday and all this money. So that tells me, does this bolster the teachers union rather than the kids in the classroom? Oh, 100%. This was all about, you know, what the teachers unions and, and their allies want to see. And in fact, the, the final report that was adopted on, again, very divided, divided lines of his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Democrat support only uh, was what the teachers union recommended and what they wanted to see in more money for district schools. Um, no, you know, no educational choice um, cuts for charter schools, cyber schools, um, but more money um, to, to hire more, basically more union members and pay more union dues. And that's uh, what is driving it. Uh, the teachers union controls these schools. They donate lots of money to the democratic party uh, and then the democratic party, uh, wants more handouts for those same special interests. Uh, we have no thought for the needs of, of kids and of parents uh, and in improving the, the academic quality of, of our educational system. Yeah, I mean, I've reported a lot on this and even looked at, for example, in New Jersey, this, you know, they, they had all these issues where some, in some wealthier districts where, you know, people pay more, you know, locally into the schools, even the public school systems, um, there were, you know, a lot of parents who were very upset because teachers and coaches and that sort of thing lost jobs. There were a lot of ramifications to, I know even in New Jersey, they were, they were grappling with this. And I will say even in, in Philadelphia, for example, let's say you want to, you want, you as a parent involved in your kid's school, you want to donate to the school. Let's say they, you see that some things are lacking and you say, Hey, let's create a parents association. Let's donate money and have fundraisers so that we can, you know, create some resources for our kids. In Philadelphia public schools, you're actually not allowed to do that. And so I know uh, groups of some groups of parents had to create a 501c3 nonprofit that would that was specified so that through that they could actually donate to their own kids' schools, which is, by the way, what what suburban schools or private schools do all the time for a community to gather around and fundraise. It just sometimes it, it boggles my mind that they, the bureaucrats in this case, and they've made it so political. It's, it's like you're, you're swimming against a tide. Even if you're a parent in a public system and you want to hold fundraisers, they don't want to let you do that. In other words, in Philadelphia, if you as a parent say, we're going to hold a huge fundraiser, and we raised ten grand. I've been part of this before. The Philadelphia Public School District will say, "No, no, no. We get that money, and then we will distribute it to all the schools." Yeah, that's, that's the mentality. The, yeah, the, the the administration, the bureaucrats, and the union really wants to direct where all the money goes and, and prioritize that, and the needs and desires of, of parents of seeing where there is need, not what is uh, what is listened to. And that, that is very different, as you mentioned, from the private school sector where. It is, you know, driven by private philanthropy, but it also is, you know, if the parents aren't, aren't happy, they, they're choosing that school and they're choosing to, to leave if, if they're not happy. And that's, that's what is really driving kind of the success of, of those, those schools when it is being driven by the wants and demands of parents. I, I, final question here, Nate. Just as somebody who you, obviously you, you have lived and you breathe this stuff, you've looked through all the data, you personally, you were called to testify as part of all of your investigations and your knowledge through the Commonwealth Foundation, everything you've done, if you know what, what do you propose? What's the answer here? 
that that every parent just wants to know, you know, what are your ideas and your proposals to fix the situation? Obviously, everybody, even in the private schools right now, and I'm a mom with teenage kids, I can tell you everybody's looking at learning loss, mental health situations that are in some places crisis levels. And so what do you see as real solutions? Yeah, to, to me, I mean, our solution has always been make it much more student-focused. And that's, you know, within the funding formula at the state level that's driven out entirely based on, on students and the money follows the student uh, to, the, to you know, where they, they're attending school um, with less, you know, state bureaucracy and more, more local decisions there. Um, and that means, you know, not only the basic, you know, funding formula, but allowing students and families to choose the best school that fits their needs, whether that is their local public school, you know, a magnet school, crossing district lines. And that's another one. This is something that the report did not address at all, is, you know, keeping students segregated based on their zip code um, is going to be continued under, under if this is followed. Um, we think students should be able to cross those district lines to the best school uh, and empowering them with, uh, with choice to go to charter school, private school, uh, with funding that follows a child. And that is the only way to really uh, bring accountability and quality to our educational system. Well, I really appreciate you, Nathan Benefield, uh, Senior Vice President, Commonwealth Foundation. I saw in your profile that your favorite rock song and motto are Don't Stop Believing," And I love your optimism, and I know that you care passionately about education, and, and really it's the key for our children. So, Nate, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you, and don't stop believing that we can get good things done. <laughs> Nate, thanks a million. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.